It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Harvey Corman. And that works because, like, the Muppet Show was on on a Saturday night. So this gives me, like, the perfect segue, Megan, to just say that today we are watching the Harvey Corman episode of the Muppet Show. Episode 10 of the Muppet Show, originally airing on December 11th, 1976. So this was, like, a holiday era. I guess back then they didn't have to make every episode in December about holidays. Yeah, it wasn't a big to-do. But, yeah, this was, I guess, the Christmas area... There's a lot episode. of explosions in this episode, if you want to call it a big to-do. Yeah. But, yep, so are you going to read us the synopsis? Yes. Okay. Am I doing your job again for yeah, you? now you're like, <laughs> all of a sudden now I'm like, can I? Am I allowed to, Megan? Please, sir. Yes. Kermit begins to worry that guest Harvey Corman isn't having a great time because he complains of being the, quote, token person on the show. With all the dogs, frogs, pigs, and chickens, as well as their the fear of hoof and mouth disease. So the rest of the Muppets come up with a solution. Dress Harvey in a chicken suit. So it's so funny with these synopses that are posted because I guess their storyline, but it's mostly like what happens with Kermit and the guest and how that carries through. Yeah. Some of these episodes have had like actual through lines that happen backstage that are like... You know, like, even down to when Fozzie is struggling with his bit and what he's going to do, and Scooter comes up with an idea, and then in between each couple of sketches, it'll be, that oh. that plot will be furthered. This episode's premise is just from the talk spot. It's not really I have a to say, I like the other way of doing it better. Mm-hmm. I didn't love this episode. I thought it was kind of boring. It was kind of boring. And it was also sort of weird. And it was, I have a note later on, it's kind of angry. As we were watching it, I was like, wow, there's not a lot of happy, fun jokes. There's a lot of sort of like Everything's low-hanging a fruit. Everything's yeah, mean. low-hanging fruit is the best way to put this episode. Yeah, there's so many like jokes about the species, jokes about like... Eye roll. I'm so over the yeah. pig jokes. Stop abusing the pigs. This point. Yeah, and they made every one of them in that, in that, what was it, what is it, the panel discussion. And, and guess what? The real Miss Piggy was not seen even once this not episode. Once. Richard Hunt played Piggy the entire time. Or a pig. I don't know if we should even call her Piggy. They never addressed her as Piggy either, yeah. I noticed. Which was weird, too. It's very weird to me. It's Piggy's cousin, identical cousin. So... You want to jump into this? I do want to jump into it. So it's Harvey Corman. I don't know much about Harvey Corman, but I did notice because Doug pointed out that, dang, that guy's got a lot of teeth. Yeah. When he did his first, like, guest act spot where he trained the most dangerous animal, whatever, he comes out as, like, a ringleader, and he honestly has a row, his bottom row of his teeth is at least 30 teeth, right? Like, no less than... 500 teeth in his yes. mouth. It's And it's all in one row, too. It's not like a shark, you know, where it's like a row, a row, a row. No, this no. is like straight across 100 teeth on the tiny top. Tiny little chicle, like it. tiny itty bitty little squares all lined up in his mouth. It was definitely interesting. It was exciting to see. So this episode started off with the Electric Mayhem doing a song called Love You to Death. This was fun. Yeah. I liked it. This, 
I think this was really, really great. And one thing about how great this was was that it also made the second performance they did seem like cheap and boring. You know? I Ooh. Okay, hang on. Hello? Is this the Yaz song? The telephone? How does the song go? Justin would know. The other brother. I don't know why that happened. Sorry, coming, coming, coming. Okay. That was really weird. I haven't heard um, a landline ring in a while. Okay. So, Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman, I know from looking up on the MDB, he was a frequent um, collaborator of Carol Burnett's. Oh, that's awesome. He was on the Carol Burnett show and stuff. I had mistaken him for the schlocky director Roger Corman. I love that you said schlocky. He made... I love that word. helped... Produced movies like Sharktopus and just Shark-tipus? absolute trash. He made a version of the Fantastic Four in I think 1993 that was basically so 20th Century Fox bought the rights to make a Fantastic Four movie, but did not have the means with which to make one. So they made that's weird a fake shitty one, so they could at least retain the rights. They had to make something by a certain date in order to retain the rights. So they made this piece of shit movie that never saw the light of day, but they had him make it. What? And it's terrible. Wait, so I thought you said it never saw the light of day. It, you yeah. saw it? No, no, no. There's like clips of it that exist. Oh. I think they may have done it in like a Mystery Science Theater episode. Oh my God, I love it. But it was it. never released for real. Like I think you can find it like at conventions and shit, like weird bootlegs. I love that at conventions. So yeah, he he's like a, a really, yeah, like a B-movie maker but that's not who this is harvey corman is a comedian okay harvey corman a comedian with a ton of teeth with so many teeth you know he could have been in that movie the meg he could have been in the meg he's a megalodon (laughs) he's a megalodon (laughs) oh my god so when the electric mayhem do this song this was a lot of fun and i thought it was really interesting that at the end kermit was like hey we're gonna take a second and let's interview the drummer of the electric mayhem animal yeah i thought that was cool because i don't really feel like maybe we've even addressed any of the Muppets and had them kind of say who they are. Yeah, and I love this. And I, my note would be, I wish that they would have just made the episode and committed the episode to being about the electric mayhem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they did this and then the, it's the UK spot this, when they jammed in oh, the middle. Really? That was okay, the UK so spot. So this episode to me was about sort of the electric mayhem, mm-hmm. um, definitely about pig. Uh, insults and then chickens and explosions. That's what this episode was to me. There was explode a lot of explosions. Explosion right after the opener. That Che Guevara looking guy, Crazy Harry. Crazy Harry. He did an explosion up by Stadler and Waldorf. Yeah, Waldorf. Waldorf. Stadler and Waldorf. Okay, yeah. Waldorf. Got I got. I got it. I got my, t- I got my toothpaste. <laughs> so they interviewed Animal after our Animal. Electric Mayhem song. An animal's cute. I like him. Yeah. So it got us thinking, like, who is Animal? This is the first time that they're really introducing him. We haven't even seen who he could potentially be based on. So I did a quick Wikipedia dive and found, Animal's bushy eyebrows and hair, outrageous behavior, and wild drumming style can be associated with classical hard-partying rock drummers, such as The Who's Keith Moon, 
Led Zeppelin's John Bonham, and Cream's Ginger Baker. The original animal sketches point to the Gram- to one Grammy Award-winning drummer named Steve Mitchell, a friend of Jim Henson's. Okay. Well, that's inspiration right there, then. It's That's really cool that, like, yeah, he knew a... Jim knew a drummer and kind of maybe created this character that's like a wild man version of his a friend. But that all... Okay, so you think that... Animal doesn't live inside Jim Henson. Animal is, like, a friend of Jim Henson's. Yeah, I mean, Animal is still... Mm, he's not main, like, main-tier You're right. Muppet he's anyway. not the main-tier Muppet, yeah. But he, he is, is a main-tier Muppet baby, sort of. Yes. I guess so. Well, yeah, because if if they exist under Nanny's rule mm-hmm. in the main nursery, mm-hmm. which is Kermit, Piggy, Gonzo, Rolf, Animal, Skeeter, and Scooter, right? That's yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. They visit. They're like cousins or something. There's other babies that visit. Yeah. The chipmunks like that. Remember the chipmunks? How there was Alvin Simon. Me too. I remember nothing about it. Okay, I remember that there was a lot of like Mr. DeVille and like things like that. You may remember one of the same things that I remember. And I remember anytime the chipettes were on and they sang like Material World or whatever. Material Girl, rather. Like, they would do, like, all of those, like, With big those 80s songs. Voices. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, why? I don't know why I liked that show, and I never could understand, like, the scale. Why were the chipmunks, like, up to Dave's knee? Like, they were tall. I don't know. They weren't chipmunks. Those were, like, beavers. Yeah, they were weird. Yeah, chipmunks are, like, a lot smaller. Yeah, like, when they made those movies with um, Jason Lee, they were, like, you know, a foot tall oh, or I whatever. I didn't see that. Neither did I, uh, but I, I know of it. The squeakily. Oh, yeah, I remember that. This, we used to say it like crazy. The squeakily. Wait, but also about the chipmunks. My grandma had a VHS at her house, mm. and I would watch the same episode. Like, I'd go into this, like, closet and get it, and I'd watch the same episode. Ask me a question about it. I don't know. It's like they go to you Hollywood. Or I watch it all the time. I don't know why I don't Was remember. it, like, a movie special? Or it was, was it like, like a, a... It was probably, like, a one-hour special. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, one of those TVs. Least... And then I liked it because the girl chipmunks were in it. Yeah, the chipettes, man. And, the, and they had that sassy Alvin-esque Can character. Can you name the chipettes? No. There was the Simon one that was like the glasses. Tiffany. Tiffany. Okay. The main one, Brittany. Brittany. And now think of the other one. That's a terrible name, by the way. They're 80s as fuck, man. Okay, Brittany, Tiffany, and Tina? No. Her counterpart is Theodore. So. No. Yes. Wait, Alvin. Simon is the, the. Is the tall woman with glasses. Simon's the tall one with the glasses, and then Theodore's the little pudge one, right? Yes. Theodore, Theodore, uh, Teddy for short, right? Oh, Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Eleanor. Eleanor was his counterpart's name. Oh, I remember that. Eleanor. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And she would wear like a... Like a sweater vest. But there was also Dave, and then who was the Chipette's woman? I don't know. I forget her name, too. She's probably not nice. Not nice. I don't know why I picture her as being, like, mean. I get... For some reason. Why do I get, like, Dave mixed up with a character from, like, 101 Dalmatians? Even though he's not. Because the, that guy from 101 Dalmatians is super scrawny, and he's, like, mm-hmm. way scrawnier. And he's, like, a, just a nose. He's yeah. Like, oh, he's, like, a mean French caricature. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's a, definitely a I French caricature. I never thought of that, because oh, they, yeah. they are That movie and... is filled with French caricatures. Yeah. Yep. Like, Cruella's, like, hench... 
Men are like oh yeah, they have hunches. They're yeah. skinny. They have the legs for days, and they're like creepy. Yeah, and the black and white stripes. Yeah, and like cigarettes. Yeah. Everybody smokes in that movie. Do the dogs practically fucking smoke in I that know. movie? I know. I bet you there is one that smokes. Probably. Anyway, Pongo and uh... <laughs> Perdita. Perdita. What's his name though? The dad. The dad. Why I do call I him. think it was like Pongo and Bianca? It's Pongo and who? Per- Perdita. Perdita. Bianca is the lady rat from The Rescuers. Oh, I love that movie! by Zsa Zsa Gabor. Oh, yeah. Or Ava Gabor. I think it's Zsa Zsa. Okay. Okay. So I think this is our now Disney wrap-up or whatever we want to call it. Okay. Animal. So after we have Animal's interview, we go to our first guest act, which you hinted at before. Where it's no, you missed the houses. Oh, so there the was a houses. houses sketch, which I love the houses. And the joke this time was, my insides are killing me. And the guy, the other house was like, what, ulcers? And then the other house was like, the house that started the joke was like, no, movers. She these, had movers inside of her. These, these house jokes are getting worse. Yeah, I like the shingles joke. Getting, my favorite. The shingles joke was like the first one, best one. First one, best one. They created these houses obviously because they had this great joke, and now they're like, "We got to keep using these houses." We got to use these houses. They cost hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. to build. We have they're actual huge houses. They're scale size houses, and they built them on a set somewhere. And they're like, "We got to keep using these houses." Definitely, they cost way too much money. We they're cute come up with too. House they're jokes. fun, but yeah, it was a quickie, and it was kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. Fine. All right. So the guest spot. It's a very. He, he should have said like, uh, she. Okay. How, let me punch it up. You ready? Okay. You're gonna punch so it. So here's the joke. Okay. Um. Ah. I. I I'm all. I'm. I got. I'm itchy. Why are you so itchy? You got ants in your pants? No, I got tenants in my rooms. Something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like tenants, ants. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm working. You're, it's I'm a, working it, on it. Yeah, it's okay? working on it. Put a I'm not going to submit this joke to... No, no, no. You know, it has a couple of revisions to go, but you know what I mean? But... I hear you. So then we move on to our guest act, which is Join Harvey Corman. circus. It's a circus act. In his... Yeah. He's like... Uh, and I didn't like him. P.T. Barnum. He was like angry and mean. Yeah, he was mean. I wonder if that's his... I don't like mean stuff his, like that. like type of comedy. That he's like a curmudgeon mean like yeah but there's different types of mean like i remember my dad saying that he didn't like that show will and grace because karen was too mean but i didn't think she was too mean i thought she was kind of like ridiculous she was like catty gay humor she is mean and i struggle watching some shows nowadays that are like just too mean what about difficult people Difficult people is mean, but I love them. I know, I know, me too. Like, like when we talk to our friend They're Lou, mean, but it's not—it's never hurtful to anyone. That's what I because mean. Because the people aren't present. Karen would say mean, demeaning things to people. Yeah. Julie and Billy say things about people. Yeah, mostly about like Woody Allen and Alec Baldwin. Yes, who deserve it? Deserve it? Who yeah. deserve it? And uh, uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. That show is brilliant. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah. I, season four. I love that Five show. It's so funny. When that show was canceled, Julie was like, you know, we got away with a lot. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and that's one of those shows where every now and then, like, when Woody Allen's in the news, when Kevin Spacey's in the news, they're like, hey, fucking difficult people tried to tell you guys that these people are schmucks years ago. I saw something you know? online where... Like, there was an interview with Courtney Love in, like, the 90s, and it was like, do you have any advice, or, like, the early 2000s, do you have any advice for, like, young women in Hollywood or whatever? And she literally said, if um, 
Harvey Weinstein invites you to a party, don't go. Uh-huh. Or something like that. I'm he like, probably was one of the producers on The People vs. Larry Flint, I would uh, bet. Because I bet you the Weinstein Corporation company, whatever the fuck they called themselves at the time, I bet you they produced that movie. But hearing that, I was like, damn, yeah. Courtney Love spilling the truth. Yeah. Spilling. I, okay, okay, I, I promise I won't go off topic more than this. My favorite Courtney Love interaction was when she, when she was uh, yes i love it <laughs> can somebody bring that back like there's so many like revivals of like or like recaps of like oh remember on the kardashians remember on this remember on this no so remember when courtney love threw the compact up when madonna was being interviewed and what's his name was like sure courtney love kurt loader kurt, right kurt loader kurt couldn't handle that you know? and no. it was it was gold it, it was only be worse if dave holmes was the one oh, responsible God, no. to maintain i'm glad them. it was kurt loader yeah with his, like, dry, like, yeah. come on, Courtney. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. You, you can be interviewed, And too. Madonna. Oh, God. Okay, you can you can move on. <laughs> it's just this episode was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I do this when the episodes are boring. So then after that, this was kind of funny. No, this oh, wasn't wait, funny. Muzzy. Was... Oh, yeah. We thought that he looked the the big blue guy. Yeah, we so basically Harvey Corman was the circus guy and he like had this this animal in a cage and he, it was like, "Oh, don't scream when you see the animal." And pop 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 pop. This cute blue guy that comes out and he's like, "Oh, hey." And he's like well red and Yeah. He's like adorable and they uh-huh. do this bit with the ears and the eyes and, and it's very super short cute. Legs. It's so cute. He's like yeah. a grimace type. Mm-hmm. He he's like grimace, like grimace versus muzzy. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine being McDonald and literally just ripping off H&R Puff and stuff? City Marty Croft, like, just, like, like just, stealing all their shit. Just, like, we're just going to take this. It's really wild, especially when you get into, like, the weeds of, like, the Muppet. But they the did. Muppet, the McDonald's characters of, like, the French fry kids look exactly like, um. Yeah, but didn't they just send them a check? Sigmund the Sea Monster. Yeah, they're just like, fuck off, we're McDonald's. They're like, yeah, we did steal <laughs> it. Here's, here's some oops. money. Yeah, oops. Mama Katz plays the witch in that show every once in a while, and she sits in a bathtub, and it's fucking hilarious. Is that HR you're talking about? HR, puffin' stuff. Yeah. I remember Sigmund. I don't remember Sigmund. watching reruns of Sigmund the Sea Monster with my mom. Oh, I love it. I don't remember where we watched them. Puff the Magic Dragon. Did you ever watch that? Or Ricky Ticky Tavi? Ricky Ticky Tavi is a jungle book story. Oh, okay. He's like an animated... Short. like a ferret or something? Remember when they used to do animated shorts... They do them now still, but, like, it's different. Uh, there used we to be more really, common. This episode sucked. Um, yeah. I watched a bunch of animated shorts of Who Framed Roger Rabbit cartoons. Love this. On Disney Plus the other day. They have that? Yes. Are they old and, from the 80s? Yes. Okay. And Kathleen Turner still plays fucking Jessica Rabbit in them. Like, Ugh. you have no business doing this. Why are you doing this? She doesn't need... And oh, she's it's like, great. Oh, hey, love. She plays, I like, a park ranger, yeah. and she has, like... It's just legs, like, that come out of the fucking um, park ranger car, you know? And she's wearing, like, this, like, you know, park ranger, like, button-up shirt that's, like, buttoned here. And, like, her tits are just hanging out. She's like, oh, careful with the fire or whatever, you know? And I'm like, I looked it up, I'm like, fucking Kathleen Turner did the voice for two seconds in this. Like, can't tell me that she didn't love playing that character. Oh, my God, it was probably such an easy gig for her though too yeah. i mean come on but it's so funny because i want to watch who framed robert roger rabbit with my girlfriend's children and she's like no there's like it's a little like jessica rabbit's you know with the boobs you know and i'm like mm-hmm. come on but i guess it's we'll 80s wait. sexy though yeah, you know what i mean which is like a different like it's really it's a different it's probably she's probably remembering it worse than it actually is 
like I had that movie on VHS. It was a movie I watched a lot. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of it had this cartoon short in the beginning with Donald Duck, nope, Daffy Duck, mm-hmm. and Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. And the creator of them like drew them out, and then I remember like erased his bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you remember, remember that one? one? And then the, doesn't it start off too with like, isn't there another short in it where the baby with the cigar mm-hmm. is in that? Baby Herman. Baby Herman. Do you mm-hmm. remember what I'm talking about? The I need to get to some starts VHS. with a baby Herman. Okay. And oh. Like a cartoon. Oh yeah. And then okay. it's like at the end of the cartoon, instead of the cartoon ending, the quote unquote director of this cartoon because the cartoons happen. The cartoons are acting in the movie. Yeah. Like, they make the cartoons by acting. Oh, yeah, and then they pull out and you see them. And then it's like, uh, you know, a director who goes, cut, and then Roger gets up from underneath the refrigerator or whatever, and he's, like, squished, and he, you know, stretches himself back out. I remember. And Baby Herman's got a cigar, and he's screaming he wants to go back to his trailer and all that stuff. I remember this. And do you remember, in the original Batman, there was a cartoon short. Maybe the cartoon short I'm thinking of is from that movie instead. I feel like I can recall a cartoon short. I don't know what it is. It's Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. I think that's where I... And they're talking about, like, getting your popcorn and blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? Like, it's like a theater Yeah, I short? wish I still had that VHS to see. Because it's like, if they transferred it on a DVD, they didn't keep that. They sometimes do it as, as like, a bonus feature. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No, I'll check, check it out. Yeah. Okay. So, Muzzy, yada, yada. It was uh Then we move upsetting. on to the panel discussion. I'm just going to jump right to that because the panel discussion for this episode sucked also. It was the wrong piggy. It was the wrong piggy. And, like, this is becoming a real problem for me. I can't stand this other piggy. I'm going to name all the pig insults that they that I, they did. Okay, first of all, it was wrong piggy. Then, what's the meaning of life? Got it. Uh, ham and cheese on rye is a pig pork. Take it to the deli. They were absolutely out of hand with the pig jokes i just think it's so rude to insult these no other animal gets insulted the way that piggy and the pigs do no it's never like you know camilla the chicken they're like oh we're gonna make some drumsticks out of her tonight or Mm -hmm. like i don't know like go lay an egg or anything like that there's piggy is the only one who is demonized oh, for being an pig. animal. They made fun of her yes. nose. I mean, it was like out of control. Yeah. I don't understand why that's the only joke they could have for her. When Piggy has other problems, she's a diva. She's, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like why? I'm just over it. I don't want to hear it. I don't no. want to hear it. I don't want to hear the big pig jokes. I just think it's rude. It's mean. You know, it's exhausted. It's exhausted. It's completely We've been watching exhausted. this for 10 episodes and every episode she gets teased for being a, a different pig. species. Ugh. Like. No. Boring. And on top of that, she's not just teased for being a pig. She's the only woman that has any, like. She's a leading lady. She's the only leading lady. Yes. Other than her, there's Janice, who's mm-hmm. maybe in scenes here and there. Well, there's Wanda and there's. Wanda's a fucking The others, drip. like, so a lot of side but, characters. Yeah, Piggy's the only, the only character that, like, has a name has a has a motive we'll say has like other existence outside yeah, yeah. of performing in sketches yep you know and that we demean her every chance we have and we force chances in is bizarre why it, it they must all think it's funny those writers it's not funny it's not funny and it's just i don't know it really is just totally exhausted and lazy at this point 10 episodes in this is all we're still doing with her it's- figure it out yeah, it's it's like pretty blah. But then we go to at the dance. This at the dance, I 
I liked the well. So this at the dance here is listed as at the dance guy has swelled head. I thought that that yeah. was the funnest. So part we have of it. that that Muppet that we labeled Jennifer. Mm-hmm. She's dancing she's, with Rolf. She dances with Rolf, and then George is dancing with uh, Mrs. Herken Hocken mm-hmm. or whatever her name from, is. From, from, from. And he makes a joke that he's attracted to himself. Yes, which I liked that. She's funny. like, it's so strange. I find myself attracted to you, and he goes, "Me too." And she goes, you're attracted attracted to me? me? And he's like, no. He's like, no, I'm attracted to me too. Yeah, it was kind of funny. And he he did that turn to the camera like. Yeah. Like, look. But what you're talking about, about the guy with the swelled head. Yeah. It was just a balloon. It was a balloon. (laughs) It was a balloon on a Muppet body. When it it bobbed into the scene, we both went, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was like a pink balloon. It was weird. And then, of course, that exploded. A lot of explosions this episode. You're right. They really... And then, in the, at this at the dance, there was Wrong Piggy with her boyfriend. Yes. And the wrong boyfriend was like, should I get a pig pie hat? And A pork pie oh, hat. Oh, pork yeah. pie hat. And then and she's like, ooh, pork... I think it may remind you too much of our ancestors. Or some shit like that. You like, do that voice really Oh, I'm, I'm the wrong piggy. <laughs> it's like I'm doing Mrs. Doubtfire in you, my head. You are doing... Like, oh. Yeah, but you sound not like Mrs. Doubtfire. You sound like the wrong piggy. You sound great. Just like your jug band impression. I want a clip of you singing that from the last episode so I can post it on social media because that was just too funny. Put that in your notes. And then we have Wanda. Oh, I put that Wanda is at at the dance and she's dancing with somebody yeah in the background i definitely saw her there she with was her neat daft with eyes i don't know what she's doing she does have she's like dead eyes like who knows what's going on inside wanda's head i think she i think wayne uh, drugs her you think so yeah probably they used to do that to those hollywood stars right just to like keep her in line yeah he just like yeah stop some pills i mean or and... there's just nothing there there might just be nothing there maybe she got electrocuted that's why she has those bug eyes oh she's been lobotomized yeah like uh, John Hamm did to all those girls in that movie Sucker Punch. Oh my god! What was that movie that, Sucker Punch? That's they have to get the key right in that movie. Whatever. Yeah, that movie. Sucked. That movie was. I think I fell asleep in that movie. That movie is trash. And it's green. Like right. Like everything in the movie is like sepia and green and like just a nightmare. And it's then just like just Suicide Girls go on an yes. adventure. Yeah, and it's one of those movies that's like. Sisters are doing it for themselves, no. except they're not because no. they've been lobotomized no. and they're not doing anything. John Hamm is like abusing them. The movie's terrible. That movie is terrible. That's a Zack Snyder movie. No, this is why That's Zack a... Snyder no. should have stayed. Okay, anyway, Corman. <laughs> I keep reading Karma, Korma, like uh, Indian food. <laughs> are you hungry? I kind of <laughs> could be hungry. Yeah. So then we moved on after at the dance. We moved on to our. Jam. Wait, I just want to note that Corman it was the first guest that we really saw backstage. Oh, he in showed this up episode. backstage before that. Yeah, just like briefly showed up backstage with Muppy and Ralph. And yeah, he, and he was, was like, like complaining. Yeah, like I'm being bothered by two dogs on set. He was whatever. complaining about the fucking Muppets, and I also want to note about this episode is they mentioned that they're Muppets a bunch in this episode. Muppet this, Muppet that, and they don't. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, then they move right to um, the jam band, right? This is the UK spot. Yeah, Electric Mayhem jam. That's it. And it was cute. I liked it. And then Animal just kept going, jam! But this jam was, again, kind of... Flat? 
flat only because how good Love You to Death was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it made it, it like paled in comparison. Yeah, definitely. It was like a reprise, but not even yeah, as Yeah, I good. would have preferred this used in another episode where they weren't featured already mm-hmm. so heavily. Yeah. So that it was, was kind of odd, but. It was odd. And then they move on to the talk spot. Yes, where Harvey complains about being the token human of the show. And then um, I just want to note because, and then he was like worried about hoof and mouth disease. Can I just tell you something? Mm. When I was younger, my parents sent me to like a YMCA. Now, while you're camp. okay, while you're going to tell us this story, I want to let you know that while I'm editing this podcast lately, it has become some sort of almost Megan therapy session. It seems. Were you unearthed these, like, very sad re- memories? Oh, no, this isn't, a sad, <laughs> this isn't a sad memory. I just want to say I have gotten hand, foot, and mouth disease. Oh, God. What is that? Okay, so I think it's the same thing as hoof and mouth disease. So I went to summer camp, <laughs> and I did went to gymnastics camp, but I didn't go, like, you know, at the time my parents couldn't afford to me anything fancy. Mm-hmm. So I went to, like, a, you know, Camp Arrowhead in, like, Monmouth County. And um, basically I used to uh, – suck my fingers <laughs> like some people suck their thumbs like I suck my fingers okay. and I was on you the mat you were not particular you'll take them all yeah that's fine no it was like I was very particular actually about the fingers um <laughs> and those, those came in handy later for me in life but, um, anyway so anyway I guess I was like all over the mats and stuff and all over the gymnastic stuff and I was like oh, putting my fingers in my mouth without washing my hands let me tell you I was prepared for COVID because ever since I was a small little child and got hand foot and mouth disease <laughs> I wash my hands constantly even though I, I no longer suck my fingers but mm-hmm. I I like wash my hands like crazy that's a real thing I mean you get sores all over your hands Ew. all in your mouth Ew. all on your feet so you're just uncomfortable Oh. Like and you're in pain, so it's like anytime you drink water, anytime you eat food, anytime you touch something. See, the only thing I had that was similar was I got <laughs> impetigo. Oh, that's terrible too. From eating dirt outside. <laughs> Doesn't impetigo happen around like a cut? Yeah, it was on my lip oh, from dirt. <laughs> it was like like on like the outsides of my mouth. I wasn't eating dirt. I will preface. I will say I was playing in dirt, and I was probably like. Eating it. Not eating it, but, but rubbing like, it on you your know, face. Like, like you're a messy kid and you go like this. Can I you ask have... you a question? What? How old were you? I was probably like four. Okay, or so you five. didn't have to go to school. No, 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 no. And oh. it was in the summer. Very lucky. Yeah. You're a very lucky kid that you didn't have to go to school. No. No. Sorry that this is turning into a Meg therapy session. <laughs> I oh, I just laughed because I was, you know, uh, editing last week's episode and the top banana story. And I was like, Jesus. I listened Megan. to that story. <laughs> I was listening to it and I was like, Oh, yeah, that's like, nobody needs to know <laughs> that's that. That's like a deeper, darker. It's just if there's any teachers out there listening, like, don't leave a kid out. Make them the top banana. Especially when they're younger like that. Like, yeah, lighten up. Lighten up. So, anyway, um, he's complaining about being the only human. I thought this was fun only because Kermit was like, how's it going, Harvey? Yeah. And he was like, it's fine. And he's like... You're not having a great time? Yeah, yeah, And, like, yeah. Kermit was trying to, like, you know, sway the conversation to him to say that, like, And he's like, we're great. friends. I'm going to tell you the truth. And Kermit's like, oh, yeah, but only if the truth is that you're having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you can lie to me like crazy, which I thought was kind of funny. I did really like that. I liked it. I liked it. Kermit showed a different side of himself in this episode, especially later on when he performs with Fozzie, where he was a little bit goofier mm-hmm. and a little bit more of the... I almost want to say, like, and suggest, like, the more wholesome character, like, fun character that we see nowadays or, like, remember him as being. 
Because up until now, I think he's just kind of been like a curmudgeon showrunner. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's shown himself to be fun at all. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, you don't really get to see his personality as much. Yeah. Like, the character that, I don't know, watching the Muppet movie, like, and, like, really focusing on that scene of, like, the rainbow connection and him performing and then thinking of all the work that went in to make those shots look so incredible, that song can bring on a weight that, like, makes me want to cry almost mm-hmm. at the way that his, like, the voice that he's using to sing and everything. It's, like, a powerful scene, which is maybe silly, but, like, I love that. And it that doesn't feel like the same guy to me, that Kermit singing in the swamp. Versus the one who's been running this show, you know. Yeah, we're getting definitely, very heavy on this. No, podcast but you're lately, right. But it's, it, it's there. Obviously, he's not fully formed. Yeah, he's not developed. And I mean, he was created to sell coffee in the '40s, right? '40s and '50s or whatever. He was like a he was a literal wow. sock puppet made with a sock and two ping pong balls or like so, pantyhose or something. So, how old was Jim Henson when the Muppets really took off? Can you look this up? Because it's going to give me inspiration for my career. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, how you see all those things where it's like, oh, well, don't feel bad about yourself because, like, we'll say Stephen King was 35 when he first published well, Carrie or well, something like I that. I think you know, that there like, is, like, a fallacy and a myth that, like, you're going to blow up and be this person in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, when you really don't know anything in your 20s and you're still, like, Dealing with the insecurities of your teen years. When the first season of The Muppet Show aired, Jim was 40 years yeah. old. Like, yeah. that's nuts. I'm starting to really realize that even in my career, it's like, I mean, I'm in my early 30s, but teetering on to my mid-30s, yeah. and I'm just, like, so much more confident, and I know way more, mm-hmm. and I just, like, I'm not looking for validation the yeah. same way that I was in my 20s. And those, that lack of looking for validation allows you to be more creative and, like, less... Like, oh my god, my, my, and... is, is someone going to hate my idea? Like, I come out with a million billion ideas. Not all of them are going to yeah, be Yeah, and good. you have that idea of like, I fucking hate more of my ideas than anyone could possibly hate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but you just... just have to come up with them yeah. and generate them. Yeah, so and either like... fix it or if it can't be fixed or changed or whatever, you then move, move on. on. Yeah, you can't, nothing can be that precious. No, exactly. You can't have, when you make something precious like that, it almost makes it worthless. Like, you exactly. can't be too precious about anything. And even, like, artists, like, even, like, super-duper famous artists, I mean, they're painting a painting, and then they're giving it away, mm-hmm. and it's gone. And then that pa- I mean, sure, you can get a print of it and yada yada, but yeah. it's like, that original, it's gone. It's yeah. over. It's the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're getting at is that you want to start releasing this podcast as an NFT. Is that what I'm hearing? What's that? You don't know what NFTs are, dude? No. Really? Non fungible tokens. Oh, it's yes. A cryptocurrency. It's a crypto. Yes, I do know what they are. Okay, sorry. Like, you are my like tech friend. I you know-, know everything. I don't know anything. I, I do know what that is. <laughs> uh, I do try to block things out. You know, people are trying to pay other people in that right now, especially mm-hmm. in like with tipping people and in like really? in online crypto. communities and things like that. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, to pay someone and to tip someone in crypto is kind of like almost giving someone a lottery ticket, isn't it? Hmm, maybe you know, I don't like know. I think some it of these could be worth this. It could be worth nothing. Are going to be worth stuff? I just mm-hmm. don't. It's like hard to say which ones. I just thought Elon Musk just created his own. Which is Wait, he trash. did. Yeah. So he was like, he was like uh, egging on Doge, and now he's created his own. Yeah. 
I guess it's... Yeah, he was egging on Doge. Oh, he was definitely... He, that guy has such a quirky personality that I mm-hmm. can't tell if I hate him or if I like him. Yeah, like, is he disruptive fun or disruptive annoying? Well, he's right? definitely like, annoying, but yeah. I, I like plenty of annoying people. <laughs> I'm annoying. Anyway, Our then we get to the veterinarian. Is, yeah. Veterinarian's hospital. Bob's nerves are getting him down. I love when they don't put eyes on... Wait. Oh, oh, Bob's the... Yeah, Bob's yeah. the doctor. Yeah, Bob's the doctor. Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob. I love when they don't put eyes on Muppets. I think it's so and weird. he's just like bushy brows. Yeah the, yeah, the patient. And this was kind of fun. I don't know what you remember about this, but I remember that his stomach just blows up. Like, he has Wrong the hiccups. Piggy. Yeah. Yeah, he has the hiccups that create such a gas buildup that he explodes. Yeah, so basically it's a balloon stomach. And Rolf and is just explodes. stressed out because he says that, like, this is his 10th surgery of the day. No one's asking how he's doing. Everybody's just worrying about what he's doing. He's stressed out. He's worried about his performance in the operation room. And- well, this is what I'm talking about, too, about, like, the angry and meanness. It, this, yes. It's like Dr. Bob wasn't even fun in this No, episode. this get, he was more stressed and, yeah. I don't want to feel stressed when I watch The Muppets. No, and this episode was, like, mean. I didn't like it's this weird. episode. I really wonder if that is a case for I think Harvey's- I liked... So type I, of comedy. It might be. We should we should definitely check that out. I think I like the Florence Henderson episode more than this episode. Really? Yeah. This one. Yeah, it's. There's really bad. no. What redeemable sketch was there? <coughs> Megan. I don't know. I don't think there was one. I kind of. I kind of liked. Well, it's coming up. So we forgot to mention that in Harvey Corman's talk spot, he's stressing out that he's not. He's the token human. So at the oh, end yeah. of that, they solve his tokenism by throwing him into a giant chicken suit, right? Which was fun. That was the best part of it. Yes. But coming off of such a strong episode with the um, the I feel pretty when she yeah. changes her face and all that cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, last week was a lot of fun. Last and week was so good. With Charles Aznavour and it's like... Yeah, this one. Last week was fun and like kind of like comedically diverse like there was weird there was like a weird song the french bread there was a sad song yeah there was weird like there was just a dance number there's a lot of weird about last episode versus this one is just mean and boring humor and yeah boring because like all right so after we do after we go to then there's sam the eagle veterinary hospital sam the eagle introduces a wayne and wanda sketch Ugh. i get a kick out of you Ugh. And Wanda singing oh, that song. I know that song. I don't Are know where I know it. Are they based off of Punch and Judy, but they're Muppets? Are they supposed to be Punch maybe? and Judy? But if they were Punch and Judy, they would be funnier. Yeah, because she just, I don't. Doesn't Do- Dr. Rogers, doesn't Mr. Rogers have like Punch and Judy-esque characters? He has Lady Elaine. Well, Lady Elaine's a person. Sorry. King Friday. Mm-hmm. Who's the woman with the, Francis, like the big. She's like. I don't know. She has that honker of a She's nose. She's like the museum a director. She has a gym blossom on her nose. Yeah. A gym blossom. And then I know Daniel Tiger and the owl that used to scare the shit yeah, out the of owl. me. He's so scary looking. <laughs> um, I don't know. But there, this is like this Wayne and Wanda thing. I, it's like how many episodes in this first season do we have left? Because they're... They're, we have like eleven more. Yeah, episodes. and they're gone after the first season. But that's a lot. Oh, of that's Wayne. Lady Elaine. Lady Elaine. There's and that's a she, lot of what Wayne a Wayne. fucking scary puppet. I know. What's wrong she, with this? Does she have a high pitched voice? She looks Is like it, an alcoholic. Well, definitely she's an alcoholic. Doug. That look at her face. <laughs> she <laughs> has a, huge red cheeks and a red nose. Doug, 
she this nose drinks looks like it actually a lot. Has, this looks like that looks like your CCD teacher dog. Like, she was probably, <laughs> she was probably so drunk. <laughs> oh fuck, man! <laughs> terrifying puppet. Terrifying. And that was like that was the best part of Mister Rogers though when they went back on the trolley. Oh yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And just the, like the best like part of Shining Time Station. And for some reason, that, that was how it talked to him. It would like roll back and forth, and we'd be like, wah, wah, Oh, yeah. Wah. And you'd be like, Okay, trolley. And then it would go. Yeah, I would like turn off Mr. Rogers pretty much after that. I'd be like, Okay, they're done with the behind the Can't scenes. Can't get better than this. No. They're going to just show me how they make crayons otherwise. No. Nope. I don't need to see that. Nope. But I did absolutely love when Fred Rogers guested on Arthur. I know you know where I'm going with this. And yes. he was the Arthur's parents' friend. <laughs> I love it. Uh, like, I remember, like, Yo-Yo Ma being on <laughs> Arthur. I love Arthur. I remember R.L. Stein when the he brain. was on Arthur. I remember that episode where Muffy is having nightmares and they think that it's um, the fault of those R.L. Stein-esque books. Yes. And she's eating pork rinds. Yeah, she's eating. Why would they let Muffy eat pork rinds? I don't That's know. That's gross. Don't eat that. What is, what, what? Like it puzzles me that they're all animals like that too. Like Muffy, which one's Muffy? Is that the The rich one? Her dad's a car salesman. Yeah, and Francine's dad is a garbage man, but he's like a family man. Yeah, (laughs) Francine's dad has a bad job, but he loves her more than. (laughs) But he doesn't really have a bad job. He just has like more of a blue collar job, and like all the other parents have more of like a white collar job. Yeah, but he's like a better dad. But he's like a way better (laughs) dad. He's like, like a way better dad. What, I don't know what Arthur's parents do, though. I don't know what the Brain's parents do. I, I know, feel like Arthur's dad is a writer for some reason, and Arthur's mom is a mom. Hmm. But what do Buster... Are Buster's parents divorced? I yes. think they're divorced, yeah. Yes, Buster's parents are divorced because there's a spin-off show called Postcards from Buster. Oh, he's with his, like, other parent? Buster visiting his dad, yeah. Oh. What do... Oh, you know what? Hey, Siri. Siri. You're connected to a Bluetooth I know, it's, the other it's room. going into the other room. Okay, never mind. I won't ask Siri what Arthur's parents do for a living. <laughs> Instead, I will move on past the Wayne and Wanda to the guest act where he just like walks, Harvey walks through with the chicken suit on. Gotta tell ya, he did nothing for me in this episode. Nothing. 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 I'm... I'm disappointed. Borderline disinterested in finding out what it is that he does that is so funny that justified him guesting on this episode. It's not funny. So he walks around with a chicken suit. Um, you know, he, he it start, the best part of the sketch was it starts off with like a plucked looking chicken leading yeah, the very pack. very distressed, like, like yeah. anyway. company. And then we have Fozzie. Oh, no, that, yeah, we have Fozzie. Yeah, Fozzie. Has this joke? He needs Kermit. Kermit introduces Fozzie. And I was Kermit like, "Thank God!" When he introduced Fozzie, I was stay. like, "Thank God!" Because Fozzie's going to use Kermit basically as a prop to tell his punchline. I don't remember the joke. It wasn't very good. It was a delight to see the two of them interacting with each other. Kermit kept missing his mark because Fozzie poorly described the mark. And oh, Kermit's punchline is "Good grief, the comedian's a bear." So Fozzie says, "You're going to say your line after I say the word here." And Fozzie says here like a hundred times in his set. So, 
it was it was I w- I'd rather have watched Fozzie do this than have Harvey Corman like try to beat a blue animal with a whip, which I didn't like. Which went on for so long, oh, too, too. Long, way too long. And so, all I could think about was his teeth. Yes, like that's all because they were very tight on his face. For Whose some teeth are that tiny and put together like that? It I was very know. interesting. It's like like he little... could have been in the circus for the amount of teeth he had. Like when you you know when you build like a fire pit, a fire oh, ring. Oh yeah, it looked oh, yeah. like that, like the bricks that you yep, laid to make definitely. a fire ring that make around his mouth. So after this, I have a little piece of pop culture to add to this next bit. The Muppets News Flash is Harvey Corman comes up during the Muppets News Flash and he's playing a boxer who will defend a title against himself, Mm -hmm. which I don't really understand the exact joke behind that. But this episode aired December 11th, 1976. Do you know just a few weeks before that, on December 3rd, 1976, Rocky premiered? Oh! So I wonder if we were doing some sort of a weird... They should have done so much more with the Rocky stuff then. Like, come on. I don't know if necessarily the timeline allows for this to be a true Rocky send-up, but I bet you, come the 11th, the world probably had Rocky fever. This is a world where, like, how many movies get released every month and stuff. You know, like, it's not like... And Rocky fever went on for years. Yeah. People, like, I don't know, still, still regard like that movie so highly. They, like, see those stairs in Philadelphia, and they're like, oh, the Rocky stairs. Yeah. Rocky was made for um, $9,600. And, um... It, Under a million, wow. Wait, that movie was filmed in Philadelphia. I'm right, right? Yes. Okay. And worldwide, it grossed um, $117,250,382. So there was a huge independent movie that was made for under a million dollars in the 70s. You know, like, it's really nuts. And yeah, you're right. People still run up those stupid fucking stairs and say, Go, Adrian. Adrian. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know. So our top five songs this week, in accordance with this movie, with this movie, with this episode of The Muppets Show, are You Don't Have to Be a Star by Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr., Muskrat Love by Captain and Tennille, Love So Right by the Bee Gees, Rubber Band Man by the Spinners. I fucking love Rubber Band Man. That song rules. You don't hurt yourself with a rubber band. You know that song? No, man. <laughs> and uh, Tonight's the Night, Gonna Be All Right by Rod Stewart. So, and the number one movie in the box office this week was, or not number one, but it was released the same week as this episode, was King Kong. Oh. The 1976 what? version of King Kong that starred Jeff Bridges. Get out! Yeah. Jeff Bridges! He's the, um, Jeff, oh wow. Jeff Bridges? Just, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's just a kid. Wow. Oh, and King know. Kong's coming back, no? King Kong always comes back, yeah. I know they had it on Broadway, but isn't there like a movie, King Kong yeah, versus on, who? Yeah, it's King Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla, Godzilla. And it's on HMX. Oh, it's there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I might and have it to... It like that bald kid from Stranger Things. I might girl. actually have to buy these things, like Paramount Plus and HBO Max. Yeah. Because apparently they're not giving us subscriptions for free. We're oh. promoting their shit on this podcast, Meg. Mm. <laughs> so after our Muppets News Flash, we then move on to another song... By Robin, Kermit's little nephew, who always, he has the saddest voice. Oh, I thought and this was going to be good because I like Robin. Stairs. I like him, but this song was boring and I almost fell asleep. Robin is another one of those characters I can't really stand, but in the Muppet movie, I don't know why his little voice is so like cute and sweet to me. 
And he turns to Kermit as, as the movie's about to start. And he goes, is this the story about how the Muppets really got together? Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, Kermit's like, oh, it yeah. sort of is. And yeah, sort of. Oh, my God. I and love just, the like, Muppets It's movie. such a sweet little moment. We that, have to do like, it for the Patreon, Dad. Yeah, dude. We have to. Oh, I love the Muppets movie. But does he play Tiny Tim in something? Robin? Oh, yeah. He, he's the Tiny the Tim character, character in The Christmas Carol. Okay, yeah. For sure. Because that's great, too. I love that. Yeah. And what's his name from Miss Congeniality is Scrooge. Oh, wow. That's one way to describe him. Um, Michael Caine? <laughs> yeah, Michael Caine. From Miss Congeniality. I would have even accepted um, Austin Powers' dad from Austin Powers' <gasps> gold member. Oh, my God. He's Austin Powers' dad. Yeah, he's Alfred in the Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. I don't care about that. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Michael Keaton is my Batman. Oh, Michael Keaton's my Batman also. Mm-hmm. And you know who my Catwoman is? Michelle Pfeiffer. Not Anne Hathaway. <laughs> um, so this episode was a fucking stinker. And I'm this not... episode was, like, not good. Yeah, I'm but not you... a fan of it. So next week we have the Lena Horne episode. I'm not 100% familiar with Lena Horne. I don't know I've who heard Lena the Horne name. is either. But, so now I have... All of my notes are screenshots, usually. Oh, I love So I don't end up going through too far or whatever, and I kind of can stay focused. And looking right here, I have a screenshot of the first portion of this episode, and it says backstage, Piggy won't be performing this week. (gasps) So I'm really curious to see what that may mean. Oh, my God. We did not enter this podcast big Miss Piggy fans, but we are. And we are here to make sure that she I don't know <laughs> about you, but I I have always identified as a piggy. I mean, I know she's a little violent, but I do like a Miss Piggy. I never thought. I don't know. No, I don't want to say that I never really thought about her, but like, she's not my favorite Muppet. Mm-hmm. She's fine. I always felt that she was kind of one note, and now that I think about it, I'm like, well, she's one note because she's written that way and, and she's treated that way, yeah. and that's not. That's not her fault. It's not her fault. I mean, she's... I don't know that she's my favorite Muppet, but she is up there, and I definitely think I like her better than Kermit. Mm-hmm. Because Kermit's just on my shit list. Yeah. With all those pork jokes. Nah, yeah. Kermit. Yeah. And even as a Muppet baby, it's like, he's so wishy-washy. Like, make up your mind. Yeah. Get a backbone, you frog. All of Piggy's problems really stem from Kermit. <laughs> like, that's not even, you know... That is too funny. A lot of funny. her problems really do stem from him. But, so I guess we will see what that means next week when we watch the Lena Horne episode. So if you're watching along with us, boop, boop, say for the hundredth time, the Lena Horne episode is what we're watching for next week. And you can follow us on social media at I-T-T-W-T-M. It's time to watch The Muppets on Twitter woo, 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 and Instagram. Woo, 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 woo. And I, I guess that's it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And, um... Hopefully the next episode is better. Hopefully the next episode is better. I'm sure it will be. Bye. It has to be, right? It's gotta be better.